Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Pastor Steve. And I am Pastor Daniel. We are so glad that you have joined us for this week's message. Yes, we are indeed. You know, we are praying for you. We are believing the best for you. We believe that God is working in your life. He, uh, When you connect with God, it makes such a difference to you, your life, and yeah. the people around you. Absolutely. You know, why don't we go over to this week's message right now? Things new is my subject today. All things new. Now, we all like shiny new things, don't we? I'm not alone in that, am I? You know, they, but it doesn't take long for those shiny new things to get knocked, scratched, worn, broken, and then they stop working. And that's something that was so special is now thrown in a box or is the back end of a cupboard or something. And we have memories of what it used to look like, but now it's no longer what it was. And life can be like that for us. We get knocked. We get scratched. We get worn out. Anybody ever felt a bit broken? And when we feel broken, guess what? We stop working like we used to. That brokenness, that... That feeling, the, the, the shine has gone off. It can happen in our mind. It can happen in our emotions. It can happen in our health. It can happen in our relationships. It can happen in our zeal. And it can happen in our energy. And we find ourselves getting up every morning. Instead of saying, good morning, Lord, we get up and we say, good Lord, morning. We, we get like, oh, no, here's another day to get through. Of course, we remember, don't we? We all do it. We remember when we... Um, back then, when we first got saved. How many of you here are saved? Okay, I'm going to preach to the rest of you to get saved, okay? I mean, what a joy it was when we first got saved, you know. I mean, I heard some people give testimonies like this. The sky was bluer, the grass was greener, everything in the garden was like... There was a zeal, wasn't there? There was a passion in those early days when we first felt forgiven and accepted by God. What a joy. We were, we were pumped. Life was an adventure. Uh, but then... Uh, it lost its shininess somehow. Life knocked us a little bit, and now we can feel tired or fatigued. We can feel cautious, and we don't use the words cautious. We now talk about being wise. <clears throat> well, the truth of it is that actually we're being cautious because we started to run on empty. Hmm. And then you hear an upbeat sermon like Ian Critchley, who preaches about you know, John 10 verse 10 says, I've come so that you can have life in all of its fullness. And you go, oh God, no, not again. I don't feel like life in all of its fullness. I did, but not anymore. And that's when you come to this moment when you know something new needs to happen on the inside of you. There needs to be a process of refreshing, of readjusting. Uh, my sermon title today comes up, and all things new. Amen? Can you say that with me? All things new. There's a challenge now. There's a chocolate bar for anybody who can tell me how many times I say it this morning. <laughs> That's what we would do if it was a children's meeting, because I'm going to say the word all things new. That's, by the way, number two times. A lot of times today. And if you keep counting, or you, or you could just shout amen. Every time I say all things new, 
Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You want the chocolate bar, don't you? You prefer the chocolate bar than the amen. But we know that there comes, there needs to come a moment when all things become new. You see, life leaves its scars, but life doesn't need to so permanently deflate us that we can't then go on and enjoy life to the fullness. You know, you can survive whatever it is that you've been through. However, you know, this pandemic has taken a lot from a lot of people, but not only can you survive, you can thrive through that. We were talking a lot about that last Wednesday, and if you didn't watch the, 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 uh, the teaching about uh, Know the Truth about Prosperity last Wednesday, it was not about money, I was only a small part about it, the rest of it is about life, then I want to encourage you to go and watch that. You see, God wants us to come in our moment, however you're feeling today, and He wants to exchange the regrets from the past failure. He wants you to exchange the doldrums and receive something from the Holy Spirit that makes all things new and fills you with life. And with joy, because God doesn't want to say, oh, well, you know, you've had a tough time. That's going to be the way that it's going to be forever. There was a lecturer talking to, can you help me with this? There was a lecturer, maybe you've seen this illustration before. Can you just pour me a, a full glass there, please? Thank you, sweetheart. Come on, a, a hand for my beautiful assistant. <laughs> I'm the only one that can go. Anyhow, as a lecturer was talking to his students about stress management, and he raised a glass of water, and he asked the audience, how heavy do you think this glass of water is? What do you think? Go on, have a guess. How many? Three. In, oh, in grams. All oh, right. Oh, well, no, it's, it's, that's not quite. That's 250 grams, which is not, not far off, which is actually, uh, in my money, eight ounces, if it was full. I measured it. I put it on the thing immediately, you know, the, the scales. And, and some student came out and said, eight ounces or 250 grams. And the lecturer looked at his students and says, it doesn't matter, actually, about the absolute weight of it. It happens how long you hold it. Because if I hold this for a minute, it's okay. But if I'm still holding it in an hour's time, guess what? If I'm holding it in 24 hours' time, you're going to be calling for the ambulance, aren't you? On this Sunday. And life is like that. It's not so much about the glass of stuff that got poured into you. It's not how heavy it was. It's how long you held it. And the moral of that story is, you know, there's come a, come a time when we've just got to pour back and say, God, I'm pouring all the troubles. I'm pouring it all back. Oh, and by the way, I'm even going to put the glass down, lift my hands to God and say, God, I'm going to need some all things new moment in my life. You see, that we, there's going to be a time when we let go of the stresses, when we let go of the disappointments, and we actually let God's word about coming and having life and all of its abundance happen. That shouldn't be a, an expectation that is for somebody else or for me in, in some moment there. No, that expectation of that verse, my brother, my sister, is for you and me today, right now. And if you've been holding a glass for a long time, I don't know what's in your glass. Different, 
You know, and sometimes people's glasses, disappointment might be, you know, unforgiveness, might be, you know, some sort of crazy situation. I, I don't know altogether what it is, but I do know this. God doesn't want you to keep holding it for a long time. You'll end up with a blue light ambulance somewhere. You see, the Bible says, let's build this now as we go through. Salvation actually is all about becoming all things new. That's your cue, by the way. Come on. The salvation is all about all things new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. All things have become new. I became, a, you know, when I got saved, I didn't become a religious version of the man that I was before. I became a brand new man. Brand new. Father, God, he became your father, same for you. You became a new creation. That's how it all started out. Full of joy, clean, shiny. You know, we were rejoicing. The old is gone. Salvation sorted out our past. It filed and then packed up all of our stuff. And, and it buried it in a deep sea vault where God said, I'm never going to choose to remember it against you anymore. And we went, yes! Like the song we've just sung. I am forgiven. Shiny new forgiveness feeling. See, the new, when it comes, is salvation doesn't just deal with our past. It then comes and brings us something that is amazing, the presence of God. The Holy Spirit comes, the promises of God. It comes to make us feel alive. It makes us know that we're loved. It fills us with joy. All things become new. We start to look, we start to look at life very differently. We start to... In those days, to dream of happier times, our life was good. Our life was in God's hands. God became our Father. What could possibly go wrong? And then life hits us. And unless we deal with it, we hold the glass of stuff far too long. But oh, the joy of our first salvation. It, it's no wonder, you know, that there's verses in the Bible, I mean, talking about salvation. Think about this verse in Psalm chapter 5 and verse 1 and 2. It says, you know, this is about salvation. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. That's what it's like when all things are new. When the shine goes off for people, they come into a worship thing and they say, that song is too loud. And if that person shouts out hallelujah again, <laughs> and will they please stop dancing? What have they got to dance? But you know, all things new, Christians are full of joy, and, and they're, they're singing and shouting, and they're not actually much bothered about you. They've only got one person in their mind, and that is to glorify and extol and magnify the Lord, because whilst it's all things new, we're captivated and Oh my, we are completely besotted with Jesus. <laughs> you see, the Bible says again in Isaiah chapter 51 verse 11, the ransom, that's the saved, those are the redeemed ones, that's, that's the Christians if you like. The ransom to the Lord will return. They will enter Zion. Zion's always a picture of the church. They will enter church if you like with singing and everlasting joy will crown their heads and gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and see and sighing will flee away. That recognizes that there's sorrow and sighing, but it's saying, you know, when salvation comes, when the dawning of the grace and the redemptive work of Jesus Christ happens, when that penny drops, we come into God's presence and we say, come on, service, let's get going because we are going to bless the Lord with all that we've got and magnify Him. That's the joy of all things new. 
Christian, filled with joy, ready to sing, ready to dance, ready to clap, ready to shout to the Lord, ready to give God their best because they've got a passion for life because the joy of the Lord is your strength. But we all know that we need sometimes the God to make all things new. It's like having a flat tire on your car. How many of you have driven a car when your tire went bust? Seems to have happened to me over the last one or two years, more than it has for the last 20 years. I've had screws, nails, all sorts of stuff go into tires and bang. And it's like, wow. You know, when your tire gets punctured, the air goes out, doesn't it? And uh, it makes life, makes the ride bumpy. It makes steering hard. And it's not too long before you're stopped on the hard shoulder wondering what wrong, went wrong and looking for a breakdown truck to come and rescue you. It's the same in life. Sometimes, ouch, and we have a blowout. It's like puncturing your tire. I've got some good news for you today. God has sent some flashing lights down the road. God's breakdown trucks are coming close to you right now. He's coming to pick you up. He's coming to get you on your journey again. And he's not just going to plug your tire and send you off on a patched up tire. He is going to give you a refit. He's going to make all things new. And you can drive off from the breakdown moment. You can drive off from the deflated moment knowing that all things are new. Because that's the way that God is. What a great God he is, isn't he? You know, no wonder it says in the Psalms, in Psalm 51 and verse 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. You know, you're sat maybe at home or somewhere watching me right now and you say, I need that moment to happen. You know, you can pray the prayer of David and you can say, restore to me the joy of my salvation right now where I am and the presence of the Holy Spirit just like it is here in this building can come and touch you and revitalize and refresh and do something and it doesn't take a long series of, of some sort of uh, course or something. It takes a moment of the just one touch from the King changes everything when you open your heart the holy spirit can come and it can it, oh it can give you a whole new set of tires and pump your tires up and then say to you good to go on and you got god may the holy spirit come to you right now wherever you are and touch you and change you and make it different from this moment on that's what david prayed and god came to restore him you see god is the master of new he's all about new I preached for four Sundays in this January, and this is my last one of it, all about new, new day, new dawning of a new day. I, I couldn't just get away from this. Every time I got down to pray, God sent me new. It's you new. Know, the, the, yesterday is gone. It's all about new. You are a new creation. The promises are new every morning. You know, there's going to be a new heaven and, and a new earth one day. God is all about new, 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 new. He's not just about, you know, patching up the old. He's about new. God, God says, go, give, give me that, and I'll give you this. We give him our broken. He gives us his healed. We give him our worn out, and he gives us a brand new. It's new. It's new. It's new. I, I just, we once had a, an insurance policy that was called new for old. I love the idea of new for old. Okay, we made a claim on that once, and we didn't, didn't quite work out, but I want to tell you something. God's insurance policy works out every time. He gives you a new for old. Hallelujah. He's a God of the new. You see, 
In Lamentation chapter 3, 22, 23 says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for His compassions. They never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every day that you get out of your bed, you can be sure God is, he's, he's refreshed, He's new, and the day is, you, you have not yet used. Today's supply, it's a brand new supply for you, it's new. That's God. As the sun rises every day, the dawn speaks to us as new love, new mercies, new compassion of God. Oh, let's not repeat yesterday again. Let's learn the lessons from yesterday, but let's accept and believe that new day that comes. That's the first one, new day. The second thing that I'm talking about, about God being the, the, new, the God of the new, is there's new hope. You see, God is doing a new thing. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, verse 19, see, I'm, I'm doing a new thing. Now it's springing up. Do you not perceive it? You know, God is, God is not scratching his head. We, we see, don't we, on our news all the time that this nation, that nation, our, our, our own government, everybody's, you know, they've got their head down, they're scratching their head. How in the world do we deal with this crisis, that problem, this problem, the other problem? But God says, I've got it all sorted. He, he's the Lord. God knows all about it. He, he, is, he is Lord. I believe strongly in the sovereignty of our God. I believe that He's King of kings and Lord of lords. If you say that, then there is no power, there is nothing pre pre past, nothing present, nothing future that can knock Him off course. He's still on plan A. He's still working it out. And I tell you, when we understand that, He's a God of new hope. When we feel like we turned off and something didn't happen like that we like we should have done, we come back and we say, God, you are doing a new thing, and, and, and you're going to do a new thing in my life. And, and you know what? It brings us hope. I mean, think about that verse in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, when it says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Plans not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope. Plans to give you a future. And if God said that about you, who are you or me to say to God, no, I don't think this is going to work out. It's going to work out because the God who wants to make all things new is going to keep His promise and it's going to work out for you. Your future is secure. He's the God of hope. He's the God who, who, of the new day, but He's the God of hope for your new day. No matter how hard your yesterday was, you can have hope for a new day. Hallelujah. Because new every morning. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? Go on, let out a hallelujah at home. Go on, loud enough so we can hear it here. And now let's let out a hallelujah in this building so that you can hear it. Are you ready? Hallelujah. See, number three then on this thing about God is a God of, of new. God can also restore the things that have been lost as part of the new thing that He's going to do in you. Sometimes we live with so much regret. Well, I'm going to talk about me. I feel sometimes I've lost time. I feel like I lost relationships and friendships. I feel like I lost finances. Some people have lost homes. Some people have lost businesses. And it leaves us feeling like we've got a nail in our tire. It feels like we're flated and we can say, oh, God. Sometimes we get a bit older and we think like, you know, we haven't got that much time left. <laughs> that's not me. That's Graham. Oh, he's got loads of time left. Yet. I mean, sometimes we get to the feeling like we're, we're deflated because we think there's been a lot of loss. I want to tell you something. God's got a new plan. 
to restore to you the things that you thought were lost. Joel chapter 2, 25 and verse 27, picking out two phrases in those verses, it says, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. And then it says again, never again will you be shamed. I believe that God in his all things new is going to refresh. Some of you have lost stuff. But God is going to refresh. He's going to reinstate. He's going to bring back again. He's going to bring back and restore to you what you thought was lost. Think about Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 2 to 3. It says, return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul according to everything I've commanded to you. Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you. I say, well, you know, I invested so much into that. Maybe you felt like you invested a lot into somebody's life. Sometimes I've felt like that. You know, I've helped somebody. I've walked with somebody. I've prayed with somebody. I've poured out my life, and then they go and walk off. And sometimes they walk off saying not very nice things about me. And I say, God, what was all that about? It was just lost. Do you know what? When we did that to somebody, we did that as unto the Lord. And God is able to restore that back to us because God is never, ever unmindful of the good things that you did in your past, in your days that have gone by. God, heaven has noticed all of that, and he will restore it back to you. In fact, Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12 says this, I'm going to restore twice as much to you. It's not just that he's going to come back, but he's going to come back. Because when we looked at it on Wednesday, God's blessings are always pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Here he's talking about at least twice. That's what Job, that was his experience. Do you remember? It felt like he suffered loss, suffered loss, suffered loss. But then he came to a moment when God restored double back to him. And God wants to do it for you in as much as he's trying to get you back to a situation where all things become new. And my last Fourth point about God as a God of new is He's a God of a new mind day. Many people tell me that it's their mind that keeps taking them back to their yesterday, it's their memories. It's their memories of driving on a burst tire in the night. If only my mind, sometimes people say, would stop going over all the troubles. You know, your mind is intermingled with your emotions and with your will and with your decisions and then with the words that you speak. It's a powerful part of you. But God wants to do, make all things new in your mind. He wants to give you sweet thoughts. He wants to exchange the thoughts of fear for faith. He wants to exchange the, the anger for just appreciation of God. He wants to take away the, all of the, the caution and give you a confidence. God is, you know, you know don't let your mind, it, it, the mind can play mischief with you. And then it, if you're not careful, your mind will get a nail and it will bang it into your own tire. So let's allow God. To make all things new in our mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will. His good and pleasing and perfect will. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Awesome. We need all things new. That's, trans that's transformational. See, well, I've always been this sort of person. But if that's not the person that God wants you to be, get ready for a transformation. 
I've seen people who've been so angry come to a place of great peace. I've, I've seen people as well who've been so laid back come to passion. I've seen God do set them free. Sometimes kids grew up, you know, squashed by their parents, but God is able to let them be completely free. I've seen people change because God changed their mind. It, you know, we are new creation people. We've got a new creation faith. We've got a new creation power and grace of God in our lives. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3 verse 10 says this, and having put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of its creation. We've got to put on that new self. If this is all things new moment, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to receive it. It's time to let God do something and transform something in our lives. When we do that, peace will come. Your smile will return. Your hope will be reinstated. Your energy for life will be renewed. You will be ready for the future, a good and blessed future because of your faith in the grace of Jesus Christ. And it's all because God wants to make all things new. I've got three verses that I want you to get hold of and then I'm finished. Isaiah chapter 40, 28 and 31 says this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. He will not grow tired or weary never gets a puncture in his tire and that one will give you and I'm going to make this very personal to you right now that one will give you strength when you're weary he will increase your power when you feel weak you know even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fail but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint why because God is going to make all things new hmm. a couple of phrases taken out of Ezekiel 36 verses 26 27 29 it says I will give you a new heart and I'll put a new spirit in you. And I will put my, my spirit in you. I will be your God and I will save you. That's how it happens. It's not mental gymnastics. It's saying, Spirit of the living God, fall freshly on me. And when you open your heart to let God make all things new, it, something changes. Which is why 1 Peter, my final verse from verse five and verse, uh, chapter 5 and verse 10 says, And may the God of all grace, who called you into his eternal glory in Christ, after you've suffered a little while, which recognizes the fact we'll go through some tough times, he will restore you, he'll make you strong, he'll make you firm, he'll make you steadfast. That's what God wants to do. He wants to make all things new Amen. you ready right now to let God renew something inside you you got tired you got weary you got hurt you got just driving with a flat tire I think it's time to come to God and lift our hearts maybe lift your hands say to God let the power of your love come and touch me right now Fill me with life in you. Change me. Fill me. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's stand together.
stand with me. We're going to just sing this song, and as we do, I'm inviting you to come to God. Some of you just need to bring your glass that you've been holding for a long time. You need to pour that stuff. All those memories, all that bitterness, all that disappointment. You need to pour it out at the foot of the cross. And if you like, go and say, fill my cup again, Lord, with something that is refreshing. Let God touch you. He's Well, that was a fantastic message and we pray that you have been blessed by what you've heard today and we will see you all next time.